Singing is worship. Uh, and uh, the First Amendment uh, guarantees us that we are able to freely uh, exercise uh, our religion. Uh, and so to not sing uh, in church uh, is a, a huge, huge issue and a problem. So, uh, so I was just, when I read that the other day, I was just ornery. Uh, about it, uh, and uh, I had all this food I'm going to make, and so I'm just going to throw it all away and just protest, uh, you know, that day. Uh, of course, I didn't. I made the food and ate most of it uh, and uh, enjoyed that uh, greatly, uh, but uh, it's just, I don't know about you, but it was just different. I mean, Memorial Day was different. Uh, it was it just all the holidays uh, where we think about where we've been uh, and what has taken place in our country uh, as we celebrate freedom with loads and loads of, of restrictions uh, laid upon us, kind of takes uh, uh, the oomph out of it for me. Uh, and, uh, but uh, having said that, uh, we still uh, need to celebrate uh, uh, our country and, and you know, everything about it. Uh, I'm thankful to be an American. I'm thankful uh, that uh, we can come here today uh, despite uh, whatever restrictions. We're not doing things in protest to, to whatever. We're just trying to, uh, to do what we've always done uh, and will do uh, until the Lord uh, calls us home uh, or He you know, raptures us out. Uh, it's uh, what we plan to do as a church. Uh, but I was thinking, of, uh, well, I mentioned my Sunday school class that I just read. I read the Declaration of Independence yesterday and the Bill of Rights, and, uh, and, uh, and we need to exercise uh, our, uh, our faith. Um, one of the things that, that allow for us as a church, our church particularly, like if they came in and said, uh, you can't meet, uh, and, uh, and I was to say that assembling together uh, is our right in what we've practiced, uh, we would be able to go to court uh, and show that that is something that we do every week, and that is my uh, purview as a pastor, that to forsake the assembling of ourselves together uh, is a sin, uh, and, uh, and we would have legs to stand on because we always have church. And by the way, if, uh, at your job, if you want to have Sundays off, one way to guarantee that you'll be able to get Sundays off, if, if you work at a company uh, that has uh, more than 50 employees, uh, you, have a, you could say, I have a religious right to be off on Sunday, uh, and you need to let me have it off. Uh, but, what, but what will keep you from being able to do that uh, is by posting pictures of you on the lake on Sunday on your Facebook and Twitter page. Because when your employer goes to look, they say, you don't really believe what you say you believe, and that church is not as important to you, because if it was, you would be there every Sunday, and for you to say that you want off for religious reasons, you would lose that case in court, uh, because you're not consistent with it. Uh, there's that phrase, use it or lose it, remember that, in regards to exercise, uh, and I believe with all my heart, uh, one of the reasons why, uh, why people, Christians in particular, have been so um, uh, easily uh, convinced to lay aside their religious freedoms uh, is because they failed to exercise them uh, before all this began. Church didn't mean uh, as much. In fact, uh, when they shut churches down, uh, I believe that there's a whole lot of Christians be like, yes, now I don't got to get, I know I don't got to go. Uh, I can watch it on, on, the, on the feed, uh, and they were just completely fine uh, with it all being closed up uh, because they really, honestly, they get tired of the preacher uh, preaching uh, about faithfulness uh, in church attendance and things, uh, and, uh, and so it's difficult uh, for us to do that right now. So I read the Declaration of Independence uh, and enjoyed that, and by the way, uh, you should read it. Uh, 
uh, you should have a copy of it. Uh, you should, uh, you should uh, cherish it. Uh, and I was thinking about it, the Declaration of Independence, as a document. Uh, and uh, this question uh, was posed as I was reading. Uh, that the question was this, what is the greatest document ever written by man? And of course, as a Christian, a Bible believer, uh, we would immediately identify the Bible uh, as being uh, God's Word, of course. And, uh, but the Word of God uh, was written uh, not solely by man, but was inspired. It's God-breathed. It's written by God. We believe in a verbal plenary inspiration uh, of Scripture. God breathed it uh, in men uh, over 1,600 years, 40 different authors. They penned the Word of God. Uh, God inspired it, uh, and He has pre- preserved it. Divinely inspired, mean it had dual authorship. The Bible was written by God and man. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, if I'm thinking about what document that was just written by man, Okay, understanding uh, we believe the Bible is the greatest document uh, in the world ever, ever, and ever will be. Do you agree? Say amen. All right. Uh, but the, uh, the Declaration of Independence uh, is just, uh, of course, right up there with me. Some would say the greatest document ever written by a human might be uh, Martin Luther's 95 Thesis or, uh, or you know, uh, the um, Magna Carta. Uh, would be another one that somebody would say is a great document signed by English King John. Uh, and, but I believe the greatest document written by humans uh, in the history of mankind uh, is the Declaration of Independence, uh, the birth certificate of the United States of America. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, and uh, now the United States Constitution uh, is a great document and no nation in history has such a charter uh, of incorporation, uh, but the Constitution is in reality uh, an outgrowth uh, of the Declaration of Independence uh, and could never have been written without the courageous men, uh, the genius uh, composition uh, of our national birth certificate. All right, so again, uh, I believe uh, the, uh, the Declaration of Independence is that greatest document. Listen to these words uh, We hold these truths to be self evident. Uh, and uh, that all men are created equal, and they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, signed August 2nd, 1776. And, and these concluding words, it says, And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortune, and our sacred honor. And 56 American heroes signed it, uh, for which many of them, um, they paid with their lives and their fortunes. Uh, Comfort and ease um, took second place to liberty and freedom. Uh, And uh, and as I thought about that, I thought about um, our ease. Uh, Our ease as Americans uh, in 2020, uh, our wealth, uh, the just the luxury that we have. I mean, uh, you know, think about fireworks. Fireworks are expensive, and there was a, a billions of dollars of shot off in Spanaway uh, yesterday. Uh, and I mean, that's where all the stimulus money went. I, b- I believe that. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we we're blessed. Even the poorest amongst amongst us uh, in America, uh, if you've traveled abroad, uh, you know that someone who's here, and if if they're on public assistance, completely, they are rich. Uh, beyond measure compared to two-thirds of the world. 
and uh, and and what and say what you want about all that, and I can talk about it uh, till the Lord comes back. Um, we're blessed. So the, those in our country, uh, if you live on the streets, if you live on the streets in Seattle, you can eat like twelve times a day, uh, and uh, and on and on and on and on. Uh, there are a lot of resources and things for people, uh, even those who are living uh, on on the streets. And and so I I, I thought about. Uh, this document uh, and the price that was paid. And I believe the Declaration of Independence is the greatest document ever written because of what it has produced. Uh, it has produced a soul, it's a soul liberating document that has revolutionized the world. If it, if it weren't, if it's not for America uh, and its beliefs and its positions and its constitution, I mean, we, we are uh, a benevolent country. Uh, we, you know, again, say what you want. Maybe we need to keep all that money here uh, and help Americans first. Uh, and, uh, and I believe our government overspends and there's, there's tons of waste uh, and, and tons and tons of it. Uh, but um, uh, our country uh, is, a, is a liberating country and uh, in the greatest country uh, in the world. Uh, your place is in Proverbs chapter number 14. I want to stop and read uh, one verse there. Uh, and uh, we might be in some other places, but just a short verse in the Bible that I think says everything that needs to be said uh, about uh, uh, this message today as I put, pull these things together. Verse 34, and you can remain seated uh, today. The Bible says this, Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach <coughs> Excuse me, to any people. Let me read it again. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to uh, any people. Uh, and, uh, and we're going to talk about four different things from that verse today uh, as we make an application to us. But let me continue with reading some of these uh, things I've, uh, I've typed out. Uh, the Declaration of Independence is the greatest document uh, because it promises the greatest good. Uh, it has influenced uh, the greatest number of people. It has provided the greatest quality of life. It has given birth to the greatest nation, and that nation has provided the greatest freedom uh, in history. Uh, it's led to the greatest advancement in civil civilization uh, that this world uh, has ever known. And as you examine uh, the self-evident truths, uh, you'll discover that our founding fathers believed in four basic uh, Christian tenets, and they included their Christian beliefs in their Declaration of the Independence. What did they believe? Now, again, uh, there are some that were... Um, theists uh, and uh, their, uh, their beliefs uh, in God uh, it might not jive uh, with uh, the beliefs that you have about God. Uh, not everybody believes the same way. Uh, just let you in on, uh, on that uh, truth nugget. Uh, and so people believe differently. But here's what they did believe in regards to, to God. Uh, they believed in a creator. Uh, and, uh, and they believed that God created them uh, in His own image. Uh, they believed that God's supernatural act to create mankind should continue to be extended to every person. Uh, they believed uh, through that uh, the miracle and the sanctity of life. Uh, and uh, life is precious. And, and we can, you know, people get all upset and, uh, about this and uh, black lives matter and all lives matter. But the truth of the matter is all lives matter. All life matters, by the way, uh, in the womb to the tomb. Uh, all life matters. Uh, I, had, uh, I had posted a picture of, of John Calvin 
John Calvin is uh, uh, Father Calvinism, uh, and uh, and I, I posted his picture and I put some lives matter, uh, uh, which means was a shot uh, at uh, at Calvinism, uh, but uh, but but I was called a racist because people don't understand my humor, uh, and uh, I'm not a racist, uh, and uh, but uh, but the it's all lines. Uh, and, and I believe that our founding fathers believed that. They believed, number four, let me repeat, they believed in a creator. They believed God created them in his own image. They believed that God's uh, supernatural act of life-giving uh, should continue and extend to every person. They believed in absolute truth, which they called inalienable rights or self-evident truths. Uh, those self-evident truths or those inalienable rights are God-given rights through Scripture that God gives us. Uh, and, uh, and that's what they believe. Have you ever wondered what happened to the 56 men who signed the Declaration of Independence? Um, uh, there's a, uh, Derek, a man named Derek Johnson who is a, a prominent Christian composer, uh, researched that question and found the following. Five, and I've read this before several years ago, and, uh, and some of you may remember this, uh, but here's what happened to the 56 men who signed the Declaration of Independence. Five signers... Uh, were captured by the British as traitors and tortured before they died. Twelve had their homes ransacked and burned. Two lost their sons serving in the Revolutionary Army. Another had two sons captured. Nine of the 56 fought and died from wounds or hardships of the Revolutionary War. They signed and pledged their lives, their fortunes, their sacred honor. Uh, so, you know, but what kind of men were they? Um, Eleven were merchants, uh, nine, or excuse me, 24 uh, were lawyers and jurists, nine were farmers and, and large uh, plantation owners, men of means, well-educated, uh, but they signed the Declaration of Independence uh, knowing full well that the penalty would be death uh, if they were captured. Remember, uh, they, were, they were British citizens. Uh, they were fighting and standing against uh, their own government. Carter Braxton of Virginia a wealthy planter and trader uh, saw his ships swept from the seas uh, by the British Navy. He sold his home and properties to pay his debts, and he died in rags. Uh, Thomas McKeon, who so uh, uh, fought the British uh, uh, forces, he had to move his family almost constantly. Uh, he served in the Congress without pay, uh, and his family was kept in hiding. His possessions were taken from him, and poverty was his reward uh, vandals or soldiers looted the properties of Dillery, Hall, Clymer, Walton, Gwinnett, Hayward, Rutledge, and Middleton. At the Battle of Yorktown, Thomas Nelson Jr. noted that the British General Cornwallis had taken over the Nelson home for his headquarters. And he quietly urged General George Washington to open fire uh, and destroy his own home. Nelson uh, died bankrupt. Francis Lewis had his home and properties destroyed. The enemy uh, jailed his wife, and she died a few months later. John Hart uh, was driven from his wife's bedside as she was dying. Uh, their 13 children fled for their lives. And on and on. I could go on with stories and story uh, uh, after story of the sacrifices of the American Revolution. Now, uh, these... Uh, weren't crazy people, pardon me, uh, good-for-nothing people. They were 
soft-spoken, often wealthy, educated men. Uh, they had all kinds of security, uh, but they valued liberty more. Uh, and uh, so standing tall and straight, unwavering, uh, they pledged for the support of this declaration with firm reliance on the protection of divine providence. We mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortune, and our sacred honor. So they gave you and I um, a free and independent America. That's what we've received uh, because of what they have done and what they have accomplished. And by the way, um, they did all this in a time, in an era that we need to have empathy for uh, that was different than the time and the era that we live in. Uh, And uh, things that were okay and legal and everything else uh, at that point are are no longer okay. Uh, But it was a different time, all right? If, uh, like... You know, um, well, I could go on and on about that, and I'll just, I'll just stop and just throw that out there uh, for you. So uh, the history books never told you or don't tell you a lot about uh, what happened in the Revolutionary War. They didn't just fight the British. They were British subjects. They fought their own government as well, uh, and we take these liberties uh, for, uh, for granted. So uh, take a couple minutes and, and read... Uh, the Declaration of Independence, and just look at all the names of the people that signed it. Uh, and, uh, and, and by the way, you can go through all those names and you'll find sinners uh, that had faults, uh, that, uh, that probably did things in their life that you wouldn't do. Uh, but uh, the result of their work at that time uh, allows for, like, I, I say this often, I'm, uh, I'm like, let's take, for example, um, some of the protesting I'm against things that some of these people are protesting, but I'm for their right to protest because, because, of, uh, uh, because of America uh, and our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence and, uh, and uh, the, the Bill of Rights. Uh, so uh, we all need to remember that the freedom that we have isn't free. That's not just, you know, makes for a good Facebook meme. Uh, freedom isn't free. Our war for independence from Great Britain began with no one giving us any hope of overpowering uh, the world's leading superpower uh, of that day. Uh, But our forefathers were men of great faith. Uh, And soon after those opening shots uh, fired at Lexington and Concord, the cry, no king but Jesus, was heard throughout the colonies. No king but Jesus. Now, our education system uh, in political environment, everybody wants to remove this history. Uh, everybody wants us to forget uh, what, uh, what had taken place uh, at that time. No king but Jesus uh, was heard throughout the colonies. This spirit is illustrated uh, by uh, a backwoods freedom fighter named Ethan Allen. Uh, Ethan Allen was not always a brand of expensive furniture, okay? Uh, Allen was studying for the ministry uh, when the signs of the revolution began. So he moved from Connecticut to Vermont uh, and uh, became the colonel of the citizens' militia uh, with a group that called themselves uh, the Green Mountain Boys. After learning that the war had begun in Massachusetts, Allen and his boys uh, took it upon themselves to attack Fort uh, Ticonderoga 
Uh, in here, uh, his own personal account of the capture of this fort, uh, here's what he says. The garrison, being asleep, except the sentries, we gave three shouts, which greatly surprised them. One of the sentries made a pass at one of my officers with a charged bayonet and slightly wounded him. My first thought was to kill him with my sword, but in an instant I altered the design and fury of the blow uh, to the slight cut on the side of the head, upon which he dropped his gun and asked quarter, which I readily granted him and demanded of him the place where the commanding officer kept. He showed me a pair of stairs in the front of a barrack on the west rack, to which I immediately repaired uh, and ordered the commander, Captain uh, de la the Place to come forth and instantly, or I would sacrifice the whole garrison uh, at which the captain came immediately to the door with his breeches in his hand. When I ordered him to deliver me the fort instantly, he asked me by what authority I demanded it. I answered him uh, in the name of the great Jehovah and the continental congress. And that was the spirit of America. The great Jehovah and the Continental Congress. So as we look at America today, it hardly resembles the spirit in which it began. We tolerate uh, governmental intrusions that would not have been so uh, by colonial America. We accept petty regulations and heavy burden uh, in a way that our founding fathers never imagined. Saddest of all uh, is that the spirit of faith and fearlessness appears to have all completely vanished. Um, we just don't stand up uh, for the things that we believe in. Uh, and again, you can claim, I, you know, I'm a, an ambassador, I'm a citizen of heaven, I pledge no allegiance to this flag. Uh, I pledge no allegiance to this country. My citizenship is in heaven. Here's one of the things I've observed about that, that philosophy. Um, most times, 99% of the time, uh, they do very little uh, for the king that they represent. Um, but dis, you know, basically give everybody a hard time that says that they're, uh, they're blessed. And by the way, remember our verse, verse 34. Righteousness exalteth a nation. God deals with nation. If you're here and you're in America, uh, you're an American. Uh, if you're a citizen here uh, and God looks at us as a nation, you're a citizen of a nation. Uh, you're seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I get it. Uh, but uh, you have dual citizenship. Uh, you are a heavenly citizen and an American citizen if you live here and are a citizen of this country. Some of you are working towards that end. Uh, and uh, we, uh, we need this same spirit because so many things have changed. But here's some things that haven't changed. God is still holy. Freedom is still worth fighting for. Uh, and faith and fearlessness are still qualities of genuine patriots. Uh, and it should be. And as long as some people have breath, uh, I believe that the spirit of independence will live on. And uh, somehow we think uh, that, uh, that everything's just going to come and pass and we've been here before and it will be here again. Uh, and, and what a lot of American citizens do is they just wait and hope for the best. Uh, but that is not the spirit of our forefathers. 
You say, Pastor, are you here today trying to sign us all up for some militia? <laughs> no, I'm not uh, uh, doing that. However, um, uh, I've got zero problem with militias. All right? Uh, and uh, and uh, all the everything, uh, all the guns, I, I, I love guns. Uh, you can never have enough guns uh, and uh, knives uh, and bullets. Uh, I believe that. However, um, our spirit's just not there. Uh, I'm, say, I'm saying what I'm saying, and I believe it with all my heart, but even my own, with my own self, uh, it doesn't motivate me as much as it should uh, to, to stand up uh, for truth and for our rights. Um, and, uh, and it's just the way that it is. Back, back to my feelings about the Declaration of Independence. I'm struck by two facts when reading it. Um, most of the, you know, the other founders' writings uh, would kind of uh, help kind of understand where they're coming from. Two things I'm struck by. One is, for these writers, their intense public spirituality. That's what they have. They, they loved God and people knew it. Uh, they stood up for God. You, can, you can't hardly do that anymore in, in, you know, in, in politics. Uh, you know, you can't, uh, if, if somebody's, uh, uh, you know, think about what they said about Pence, for example, or, uh, or uh, whomever. Uh, remember when the, the fellow from uh, Utah uh, was running and everybody was concerned that his Mormon theology was going to permeate uh, his uh, positions in government. Uh, say you can't, you can't legislate uh, morality uh, the, the whole while they're legislating immorality. Uh, and and uh, we, we say very little. These men had intense public spiritual lives uh, as you read about their lives uh, in history. The other thing that struck uh, me uh, is the comprehensive, or rather the comprehension uh, of a link between national virtue uh, and national blessings. Uh, and, uh, and Americans today have so little appreciation uh, for the philosophical foundations of our heritage. Uh, but, um, you know, that doesn't surprise me, uh, being that, you know, American school children or what they were taught for 175 years is no longer taught uh, in our public schools. Uh, in fact, we're trying to erase the history, tear down the statues, uh, and on and on and on. Uh, and they don't even know what they're doing. They just, they, if there's a statue, let's tear it down. They can be like a statue of their grandma, uh, and uh, they don't care. Tear it down, uh, and uh, because they have no clue uh, as to what they're even doing. Uh, and uh, consider a fellow named Benjamin Rush. Uh, when he died in 1813, the whole nation mourned the loss of a man regarded as one of the top three American founders. Uh, he was kind of ranked right alongside uh, of George Washington and Benjamin Franklin. He was a physician. He helped found five colleges, including the first women's college and the first black college. He trained over 3,000 physicians, was a chemistry professor, a famous writer, the father of public schools, a surgeon general to George Washington's army, treasurer of the U.S. Mint. He opened the first three medical clinics, helped found the first American anti-slavery society, and helped write the Pennsylvania Constitution. Um, uh, he didn't have time for Facebook and Twitter uh, and, uh, you know, uh, any of that kind of stuff. In addition, Benjamin Rush was a well-known, dedicated Christian who helped found the Sunday School Movement in America, uh, America's first Bible society, uh, and the religious worldview of Dr. Rush was typical 
of most of the founders as well documented in their writings. Uh, not one of the 56 uh, signers of the Declaration of Independence was an avowed atheist. Um, even Benjamin Franklin, who was a deist, uh, does not fit the modern definition of, of deism. Uh, and uh, among many of them, uh, they said this, I have lived, sirs, uh, a long time, and the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth that God governs the affairs of men. So is there any benefit to looking back uh, and examining the American Revolution uh, and the spirit that it produced? Absolutely so. Uh, and, uh, and that's why when we, we have our barbecues and we shoot off our you know, insane amount of, of fireworks and, uh, and enjoy ourselves, we need to think about it. Uh, and, and by the way, um, you know, every holiday, you know, we think about you know, the meaning of Christmas or the meaning of Easter. And we, and we implore people to not just empty-headedly, if that's that a word, uh, celebrate those holidays uh, without contemplating, thinking about why it is that we celebrate them. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and by the way, if, if you're a young person in this room right now, uh, you probably heard stuff about history that you've never heard before uh, in your public school classroom or uh, in your homeschool classroom. We, we just do not teach it uh, like, like it, it should be. President Woodrow Wilson perhaps had the best answer. He says this, A nation which does not remember why it was yesterday does not know what it is today nor what it is trying to do. We are trying to do a futile thing if we don't know where we have come from or what we have about. If we erase our country's history, what direct, what, where is it going to go? Probably the biggest, scariest thing about all this stuff that's going on are all these people that are, that are tearing stuff and they don't want to uh, erase our history are the ones who are going to be running our country. And, it, and, it, and it, ought to, it ought to just make you cringe. As Douglas MacArthur noted, no nation in history which lost its moral and cultural core was able to recover from decline. Our founding fathers passed this on uh, and, uh, to us uh, in this document. So what must America do? Obviously, uh, our nation needs to prepare to meet God. America, must, America needs to return to God. Uh, it just really does. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin uh, is a reproach uh, to any people. Let me suggest the following biblical formula uh, and, uh, and give you these uh, seven things here in the last couple minutes, uh, and I'm just going to read them to you. Uh, and again, uh, we'll get more into uh, this uh, in our two o'clock service. Seven things I believe that America must do in order to bring change uh, to our nation. Uh, and uh, the first one is this. We need to recognize that inalienable rights uh, and absolute truth, are, are, they come from God. Uh, we must have right living. Uh, we must have right thinking. We must have right solutions. We must have right principles. All of those are found in God's eternal truth, in God's absolute authority of morality, the Word of God. That's where it's all found. That's what we need to get back to. Uh, we need to, uh, and by the way, you have a, a, in this country a right to pursue happiness, not a right to happiness. 
And, and that's just all we're, if we're just, we're just concerned, like the whole world can be burning down. And as, and as long as, as long as we've got food, uh, and as long as gas prices are at a good enough price, we're, we're just okay with it. As long as it doesn't affect me where I'm at, uh, then, then it really doesn't matter. That's how most people think. Uh, we've got we've to realize, recognize uh, the authority of the Word of God. Number two, we must recognize America's obligation to the Creator, uh, the, the one we originally recognized with the Declaration of Independence, uh, and we must recognize God's providential care uh, and uh, of this country and, its, and His blessing on this people. Our country is a great country because of God uh, and uh, our original position on God and who He was and how He blesses and how we serve Him. Uh, and uh, and you want to know you want to know why it's it's not right. See, there are people who believe uh, who are sa- saved and people who believe who are lost. They don't know Christ. Uh, they they know that it's wrong uh, to kill people. But you know who said it was wrong? God said it was wrong. And just the acknowledgement, by the way, of of the Judeo-Christian principles that permeate uh, our legal system uh, is uh, is proof enough. Uh, that God was involved in our country. Uh, you know, if, if, if you believe in atheistic evolution, uh, then if my gun's bigger than your gun, I'm just going to take your stuff. Uh, if you believe in atheistic evolution, uh, then, then people dying right now because of COVID uh, and because they are the weakest among us, you would be okay with that. Because atheistic evolution teaches survival of the fittest. That's what it teaches. Uh, their science, uh, falsely so-called, uh, embraces uh, these truths. Uh, and, uh, and so if, if that's the fact, then I think that they should just, you know, uh, they should just be okay with it. Just let everybody die uh, that's vulnerable. Survival of the fittest uh, is what they believe. Number three, we must recognize that every American, every American uh, has an equal right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness because they were created in the image of his or her creator. In other words, we must renounce racism of every sort. We are all of one blood, uh, and it's equal rights under law, also equal consequences, by the way. Uh, and, uh, and somebody who's, who is pushing to have more rights doesn't want equal rights. A person who would make you get on your knees before them uh, is they are the racist. Uh, and, uh, and so it's equal rights uh, to, uh, to everyone. That's what we must do. Number four, we must repent for our sin and our rebellion. We must forsake the pursuit of selfish pleasures just for the sake of pleasure and get serious about serving God. Um, every, if you're here today and you believe the Bible, you know you can't take any of the stuff you got with you home to heaven. Um, it's all... Temporary, uh, and uh, and we need to just repent and and quit pursuing all that stuff, uh, and just uh, pursue God. Set our affections on things above. Uh, number five, we must confess our national sin. It is a national sin. Uh, the Bible says, "Righteousness exalteth the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people." Uh, we must recognize that our national sin 
will bring God's judgment on this nation like it was brought upon every nation in the Bible that rejected him, uh, that sinned against him. Uh, and, uh, you know, right, wrong, and indifferent, uh, we are Americans in a country, in a nation uh, that kills babies, uh, that sins against God. Uh, it is a wicked, vile nation, uh, and, uh, and, it should, and we should be uh, as proud as I am to be an American. Uh, I, I'm oftentimes just as ashamed uh, because of our wickedness. Uh, and, and we are to repent of it. If my people make an application to us, will humble themselves and pray, seek His face, Bible says, then I will heal their land. We want God to bless America. That means I, Bob Reno, needs to stop sinning and repent and walk with God. Uh, and then you do, and our church does, and that church does, and that church does. And we become salt and light like we're supposed to be. Uh, and we stand up against sin and not get beat down uh, by everyone and, 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 and just shamed for standing for truth and right. Uh, you say, you can't say that. That hurts my feelings. Well, well, your feelings need to get hurt. It's just what it is. And, and by the way, if I can't say what I'm saying in a church to, to, to God's people, uh, then it's a no wonder we can't say it out there uh, on the streets and in the world. If you're offended by, by, by truth uh, of the gospel and by facts, uh, then it's a no wonder we're having such a difficult time. Number six, we must fast and pray for revival. We must fast and pray. And seven, we need to restore the hope uh, to the hearts of all Americans. And the only way we do that is through Jesus Christ. Um, we, you know, we can say we have hope, but I'm, you know, I, you know hope in the future uh, is, is, can, is faith in the Bible. It's faith in the Constitution. But most of all, it's faith in God. Uh, and, uh, and to really know His power and to know God and the one who's created, uh, that's what we want. The Bible says this in Jeremiah 29 and verse 13. He says, Ye, speaking to them in their rebellion and their potential judgment, He says, Ye shall seek Me and find Me when you search for Me with all your heart. That's, that's what God wants us to do. To search after Him with all of our heart. Now again, uh, I'm, I'm explaining our past uh, 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 in, in brief, I mean, we, you could go on, by the way, just, you just got to Google it uh, and uh, just read uh, our founding documents. Read the history because there is facts uh, that are available and truths that are available that when you talk to somebody on the street, uh, they just they have no clue that these things are even a thing. And all they're concerned about is their God, their own belly, uh, and, uh, and they need Jesus. Now, that's not to say somebody who believes in Jesus, a Christian, is not going to have, uh, have improper paradigms about things in life. Uh, we're all human beings. Uh, but the, the need uh, is Jesus. Righteousness exalts a nation. We need righteousness in our country. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, uh, it's, it's not just righteousness that God gives through salvation. It is the practical righteousness that we live out every day as we walk our walk uh, and uh, run our race. Uh, and uh, we are positionally in Christ, but practically uh, we're to live those things out. And our faith has works and people will see our works uh, and they'll glorify our Father which is in heaven. And so what the world needs uh, is for when someone uh, is, uh, uh, you know, acting the fool, uh, 
and in, in sinning and in, in, in is filled with wickedness is for righteousness to stand up and say, hey, that's not right. Uh, and you need Jesus. By the way, you can't present the gospel properly to somebody without confronting their sin. Uh, it's just impossible. It's repentance towards God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, if uh, if uh, you can tell somebody that Jesus died for them uh, without telling them why he died for them, you're not preaching the gospel to them. Um, I am saved uh, because Jesus Christ shed his blood uh, and paid my sin debt on Calvary. Wash me. Wash my sins away. Uh, and he does that, did that for you if you're saved today. Uh, and that's what every person, that's what, that's what the, the racist needs. That's what the anarchist needs. Uh, that's what the, the, the lion politician needs. And, uh, and politicians with R's behind their names and politicians with D's behind their names, all of them lie. And, uh, and the, answer, the answer isn't politics. The answer is Jesus. The answer is righteousness. It's humbling ourselves and praying and seeking God's face. And so yesterday, and I'm, I'm done. Yesterday, uh, in, I ate food, uh, hung out at the house. My wife's there, of course, obviously, with her surgery. And, and uh, we just kind of uh, just uh, hung out. Uh, I read the Declaration of Independence, uh, the Bill of Rights, uh, and uh, part of the Constitution, not all of it. Uh, and, and just reminded myself of some history. Uh, because all I see every day uh, are knuckleheads trying to erase it. Uh, and, uh, and it upsets me. Uh, and, and, it, and, it, and it should upset you. Um, because it's nonsense. So I'm, I, I, I'm saying this to, for you to have a baseline understanding that the answer is Jesus and the answer is righteousness. That is it. Uh, it's not, it, you're not going to come up with some great idea. Uh, you know, you're not, it's, not, it's not social justice and, uh, and all these different things. That's not the answer. Righteousness, biblical righteousness, by the way. Not our own righteousness. Uh, a biblical righteousness to be, to be for what God is for, to be against what God is against, to stand up for truth and right, uh, and to do so despite the consequences like, like our founding fathers uh, did so many years ago. Um, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to lose our jobs. Uh, we don't, we don't want to lose our friends. We don't want to lose our, our comforts. Uh, so we stay silent. Uh, but in today's day and age, um, you can make one statement for righteousness on your social media platform and you can lose your job uh, and, uh, and be labeled all kinds of things under the sun um, by simply speaking truth. Uh, in, in truth, in facts, all those things matter. So this afternoon, I'm going to give you four things from this verse that we've read about righteousness uh, in God's message to America uh, because our country is a nation. Uh, and, uh, and the key, it's like, it's like salvation. Everybody, everybody's got all these different ways and all comes down to simply trusting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Religion messes it all up. Uh, and, uh, and the same thing with life and politics and everything else. We've just messed it all up and all comes back down to just righteousness 
Loving God and God will bless. That's why our country has been great. It will never be great again uh, if we allow wickedness and evil to prevail. And by the way, uh, all this, this violence and nastiness and whatever from our desperately wicked hearts, the answer is Jesus. Uh, it's, it's a sin problem. Uh, and, uh, and so you can just simply just wait for it all to smoke to clear and, you know, and things to get back to normal. And you can just wait again like you did last time or like you will the next time. Uh, or you can say, no, what this place needs is righteousness. Uh, and, uh, and God has saved me to be a messenger of it. And so you begin to proclaim it. And guess what? When you stand up, when somebody, you stand up against sin, I don't need to name all the sins right now, but if we, when you stand up against sin, uh, you're going to get blasted. Blasted. Uh, and you know what you ought to do? You ought to just stick your chest out and chin up and say it again. That's what you ought to do. But, but we, we say it, and this person, that person, whatever, and, and, you, and whatever, and somebody tweets about you or whatever, uh, and all of a sudden you just, oh, I just need to not say anything for a while. So all that kind of stuff goes away. We don't like the pushback. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that there were men um, that, uh, I, I guarantee you, they, they, all of them would be, have their, uh, their accounts suspended day one uh, if they lived today. They would. They'd be like off Facebook and Twitter, like banned, uh, like on the first day. Even this new one that come out, they, they'd get banned. Why? Because they just believed in something. And it didn't matter. And, uh, and most of them lost their lives because let's all stand and, uh, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed and we're going to have our invitation time.